Greetings again. I'm glad to be together with you this way, and it's good to be together because these days have indeed been difficult. We know that this distancing that we've been practicing can help slow the spread of the COVID-19, but we also know that this distancing can make us feel more isolated and alone and uh, can even increase our anxiety during this time. So um, it's been a tough week. The financial pressures for people who are out of work or their businesses have been greatly impacted. Uh, that's mounting. And, and honestly, the, just the pressures of parenting in this way and just the day-to-day -day routines of life have become difficult. So it's good for us to be together now. Today we turn to God's Word and our topic today is temptation. And we face temptation all the time, but I believe that in this season there's some unique things that can create temptations for us in this in these circumstances. And I want to consider those this morning. I'll give you an example of one, a kind of a silly example, but when some of the, the health guidelines were coming out, the, the recommendation was to you know, not touch your face. And I thought to myself, well, I never touch my face. So this is not a temptation for me. And then immediately my only desire was to touch my face. I wanted to scratch my nose and rub my eyes and I just, the, the temptation was so overwhelming. I realized I touch my face all the time and there is no way I'm going to survive this pandemic. <laughs> but by the grace of God, uh, we're doing okay. And that's a silly example, but whatever, and we would talk about some other um, perhaps more serious temptations that we face, but we remember Every time we face temptation, this passage of scripture, which we're focusing on today, is that God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And with every temptation, he will provide a way out so that you can endure it. We need endurance right now, don't we? We don't know how long we're going to be in this situation that we're in, how long things will continue as they are. But there is a long road ahead but God is faithful and he will not let us be tempted beyond what we can bear because God is, he, he loves us and God is providing for his people. And it's not that you have the strength to, to face every temptation, that you have the strength to overcome every challenge in your life. There are times when we are weak, when we feel weak, but God is always providing for his people. And for me, whenever I'm in one of those overwhelming moments of fear or a situation I can't handle. It's another opportunity to trust God, that God is calling us to trust him. So let's reflect on God's word. Uh, we're focused in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 11 through 13. And I want to walk through these three verses together one at a time. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word, that it is living and active and as we are gathered in places all around our region and, and from great distances, some of us, as we are here reflecting on your word, we know that your Holy Spirit is with us. We pray that you would be our teacher and that we would know your heart and that we would respond to it in deep faith, Lord. Bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's take a look at this first verse here. Verse 11 says, These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages 
has come. These things that he's talking about, if you read earlier in the chapter, it's examples from the Old Testament, particularly from the time of Moses. And you'd read about that in your Bible in the book of Exodus. God's people were in slavery and they called out to God and God rescued them. And he helped them to escape from the slavery. But immediately after they escaped, they were uh, in the wilderness and they were in peril. But God continued to provide for them, for food and, and water and his very guiding presence with them. And yet, even though God provided in every way for these people, they fell into temptation. They were tempted to complain and grumble. They were tempted to not trust God, to do immoral things. And, and we, we read this and we think, well, what is wrong with these people? Didn't, didn't, don't they remember everything that God had just done for them? All the, the, the plagues and the, the, the pillar of cloud and fire, God's presence leading them and opening and closing of the Red Sea and this provision of water and food and all that God had done for his people. Yet they still questioned God's goodness. That was their temptation. For us... In, in the same way, God has provided everything that we need. God has provided us Jesus, who came and served and gave his life on the cross and rose again to new life. God has done that for us, to save us, to reach us. And yet, day-to-day -day circumstances come and, and we still face temptation. And we question God and it can be difficult to trust God. But we remember God has provided for us. And that's the main point here is that we remember that God has been faithful to us in the past and he'll be faithful to us moving forward. I had a conversation this week with uh, a person on the street and we were talking and this person said, you know, this is a really hard situation for me and for my family, but we've been here before. We've been in tough situations and God has provided through those. So we're remembering what God's done in the past and we are trusting him to provide for us moving forward. What about your life? Where has God provided for you in the past? Can you look back in your life and see how God's hand has guided you and how he has provided for you? And those are things that you can remember now in this situation to trust God, even if you're tempted to doubt his provision, that you remember that God is faithful to his people. Verse 11 reminds us that. Now let's look at verse 12. Verse 12 says, So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. It's easy to, to feel strong and, and confident when things are going well, but then a trial comes and a, a challenge comes. And we, we know those things are going to come. Jesus told his followers, he said, In this world you will have trouble. We know, I mean, if this life had no danger and no trial, no temptation, what kind of faith would we have? We wouldn't have faith. We wouldn't need faith. And yet we live in a world where Jesus said we will have trouble, but we take heart because he has overcome the world. So we are careful that we don't fall when trouble comes. And those trials come to people and we're, in, we're inclined to, uh, to question God. It can really rock us. And some of us feel right now very rocked in our faith. But no matter what the temptation, big or small, God is providing that way out. So I want to think about some unique temptations that people are facing right now. And think about how God is providing for us a way out from those. Uh, one temptation that people are facing is fear. 
But we know that we are commanded, Jesus told his followers, do not fear. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, do not worry about your life. He said, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And he goes on, he says, but seek God's kingdom and everything else you need will be given to you as well. He said, don't be afraid, little flock. Your father has been pleased to give you his kingdom. And that's Jesus' teaching. And then that gets picked up in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Philippi, he said, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. The, the remedy for fear is to pray and to trust and to have faith in God. And we're going to uniquely, uh, and you may uniquely be facing fear in your life right now. Another temptation that we may fear right, feel right now is uh, to question God's goodness. We, we may get hung up on this age-old question, you know, if God is so good, then why do these bad things happen? It reminds us of a story in the Old Testament, the story of Job, and terrible things happened to Job, and, and God allowed these things to happen. And, and, and Job couldn't make sense of it, and his friends couldn't make sense of it, and th- they were accusing God of being unjust, or certainly Job was. And, and God finally speaks to Job and he replies to him and he says to him, Job, where were you when I put the stars in place? Where were you when I laid the foundation of the world? Who are you to question me about how I run the world that I created? And God shows Job how the world is a a beautiful place and a wonderful place, but also a very dangerous place. And God doesn't give Job all the answers about his suffering. But essentially, God says to Job, I don't give you every answer, but in everything, I'm giving you an opportunity to trust me, the God of the universe, the God of all power, that I can be trusted. And for us, we remember that even though the world can be dangerous and even though we face troubles, that God himself doesn't leave us alone in our suffering. That God himself becomes even the victim of human suffering. Jesus Christ on the cross. God restoring a broken world to himself. So we don't have to fall into the temptation of questioning God's goodness. Because God has entered into suffering for us. He he knows what he's doing. He's not surprised by this. And we remember the cross of Jesus Christ. Another temptation we might face in these days is uh, isolation. Now, of course, we're intentionally, uh, in in ways, isolating ourselves, but um, there is a temptation to cut ourselves off from other people right now. Uh, Hebrews 10, 25 says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, we can't gather in person in bigger groups, and we're not seeking to rebel against these kind of orders during this time, but we can still connect with one another, even under these circumstances. I heard a great quote from a pastor this week who said, you know, we're, we're, we're calling this social distancing and we're practicing social distancing, but that's really not the right way to describe this. We're practicing physical distancing. Not social distancing. We're, we're creating physical space 
but we're staying vitally connected to one another. And it is so crucial that we do that. We don't fall into the temptation to isolate. Even just walking around town this week, just walking around the block and trying to move and get some fresh air. I was passing people at a very safe distance. And then some people were looking away more than usual for, for me, as if somehow this virus could be spread through eye contact. We're not to isolate in, in that way. Yes, physical space, but remaining connected to one another. And, and remember that much of the Bible, much of God's word is, in the New Testament particularly, is messages from a pastor to a congregation who couldn't be in the same place. First Corinthians. He wanted to be with them. They couldn't be in the same place. And he wrote down some of the most profound teaching in the history of the world. And we remember that. Another temptation, self-righteousness. Self-righteousness, the temptation of self-righteousness says the way that I'm responding or the way that my family is responding to this crisis is superior and spiritually superior than other families and other individuals. It's the notion that I'm superior because I'm uh, less fearful or I'm more careful or whatever it is that I'm doing is somehow better. And if other people love Jesus and if they love their neighbors truly, they'd be doing it like I'm doing it, not like those other people. That's a a deep temptation to become self-righteous in this time. And that's another one where we need to trust God to help us fight that. Another temptation is would be laziness. We know that God's word commends us to, to uh, take advantage of every opportunity. Ephesians chapter 5 says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. You know, God has a purpose for you in this time. God is not surprised by this pandemic. He has good purposes for you in your life, and we need to be vigilant during the season, not lazy. But there's another temptation on the other end of the spectrum is overworking. And I know uh, for me, this, I didn't have as many evening activities and and kids activities and there wasn't as much going on. So I could work more and work longer days. And some of us have trouble resting and, and stopping and taking a slower pace. And we need to trust God, a God who has called us to rest, a God who himself rests and, and commands us to observe Sabbath rest, to trust him even in rest. So whether it's laziness or overworking, to, to be wise to what God is calling us to. Another temptation that's unique right now, uh, is, is the temptation to escape. And by that, I mean unhealthy escape. Things like escaping to, to drugs or alcohol or to fantasy or even to food. I was talking to uh, leaders this week about how this season is a perfect storm for people who struggle with addiction. There's extra time and boredom and isolation and fear and things that could drive people who have that propensity towards addiction to over the edge to, to relapse or to, to really struggle in many ways. And we need to be watching our own hearts and guarding our, our, our children and our friends and our neighbors and loved ones who could be prone to struggle in this way. And these are all, I could go on and on. There are many temptations that are unique right now to this season.
season or that have been at least amplified during the season. But then we turn to verse 13 and we are reminded that no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Temptation can always be defeated. God will always give us the way out. One main way to do that is through prayer. And this is a season to pray. And we are calling. Free Christian Church, we, this is a call to prayer for us. And as I said at the beginning of the service, this week we will be gathering every day at noon, Monday through Friday, to be together and to pray. And just like you could crowd a room, we're going to crowd a, a virtual room and lift our voices in prayer for ourselves and for our community and for our world, seeking the God who is in control. This is a great time, a great season to increase our prayer. And also, God's word is another great antidote to temptation. We know that when Jesus was tempted by the devil, every time he was tempted, he used God's word to fight that temptation. And we can use that too. My guess is that you have new rhythms of life. Even the time of day that you get up and the way that you go about your routines and the way that you don't commute, perhaps, or whatever that is, that you have an opportunity now to, uh, to start new habits, new spiritual habits. Uh, for example, I just this past week, I, I had been getting up in the morning and the first thing I was doing was looking at the news. What's new? What's changed? What are the new numbers? How are things going? And it really wasn't good for my soul. It was not healthy for me. And so my new discipline is that when I get up, I do not look at the news. I do not open my iPad. I open my Bible. And I'm going to start in God's word to give him the first word of the day. Give him my mind for the day. And then as I later look at the news and as I read things, I'm doing it with his voice first. And I found that very helpful. And whatever the rhythms are for you that you can implement, this is a great time to start new habits because everything is, uh, seems to be reset and new and a new normal, which is, can be uncomfortable, but also a great opportunity for us. And the reminder in this verse is that God is providing these ways out for us so that we can endure. We can endure together. God will hold you through this, even in life, even in death. By faith, we will endure and God will hold us. Let us pray. Father God, I pray for all those who can hear my voice right now. And I pray that you right now, that they would just have a deep sense of your presence and that they would trust you. And Lord, that I would trust you, that we all together as your people, as we face temptations and Lord, they will come. And Lord, we are not... Um, ashamed of being tempted, that Lord, even our Lord Jesus was tempted. But Father, we, we pray that we would seek you in our temptation, that we would see that way out that you've provided for us, that we can, um, that we can stand up under it and that we can endure. Be glorified, Lord. Be glorified in your people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.